This is the Realm of Agape Christian Church. We are yet, thank God, in our Living Truth series. Here we are at the eve of the world will call for marketing schemes and such. St. Valentine's Day tomorrow. It was I and a few men congregating at the card section at the card buying store. And one man jokingly said, here we are all running in at the last minute to make sure we're not in the doghouse. <laughs> we don't necessarily have to buy these, but if we don't, we're gonna get it. I said, all right, yeah, all right. I just laughed, whatever. But thank God. <laughs> uh, yes, it was a, there was a lot of men buying flowers and such. I'm just praying that all of this flower buying and card buying will not be the only time we show sentiments, some kind of inkling that Amen. we might kind of like our women. Or <laughs> and then in the middle, between into the next St. Valentine's Day, there's all kind of turmoil. I hope not. Amen. Vice versa for women buying sentiments for men. Uh, but we think about in our church, in the church, I should say, the church of the Lord, what he did for us. It's a great thing. We think about St. Uh, Valentine's Day. We don't necessarily think about how a man was martyred for a good cause. But more so Jesus taking the punishment we so deserved. It takes a heart full of love for that. No greater love as a man than when he gives his life for his loved ones. My God, we look to matters of the heart today in our series. We're dealing with nine lies Christians believe, and we're looking at lie number five today, based on Jeremiah 17, 9. I'll be in the NIV reading to you. And in Mark 7, 21 through 23, also in the NIV, I'll be reading that to you as well. Just want to thank God for his love to me. Thank God for transforming me to who I am. He's still molding. I dare not get off the potter's wheel. Yeah. I thank God for how he molded and made uh, my forefathers, we've all gone through what we went through. And I just thank God how he carried us through. Amen. Yeah. Just able to have a blessing of my mother, who has been a congregate, faithful, in good standing. And uh, now she's able to be physically here Amen. with us. Amen. I thank God for the older among us because they have so many stories that the younger need to hear. We need to educate them about the experiences we've had, especially our victorious ones for a good cause. Amen. And we have a lot of history right in the room where I am standing. Mm -hmm. My God. And this being February deemed as Black History Month, my mother was able to share many stories of what she went through as a younger woman. Uh, moving forward in positivity, but in some eyes negativity because it was a protest time and just looking for the rights that were written 
um, preamble being made uh, to recite or read before one could vote. I just wonder how many really listened to those words. And if they had really taken them to heart, perhaps we would not have such necessity to protest for rights that were bestowed upon so many and not for others. But here we are today, we serve a God who loves all, long-suffering to usward, not willing that any should perish. And we serve a God who has interest in our heart. He goes past the hues of skin that he created to get to the heart that's beating the same color blood that everybody has. Amen. Let's look at Jeremiah 17, 9, where it says, The heart is deceitful above all things and beyond cure. Who can understand it? Now, quickly over to Mark, New Testament 7, verses 21 through 23. For it is from within, out of a person's heart, that evil thoughts come. And the list is here. Sexual immorality, theft, murder, adultery, greed, malice, deceit, lewdness, envy, slander, arrogance, and folly. All these evils come from inside and defile a person. This message deals with a societal directive that seems to be the best advice of encouragement, which is this. Uh, do what your heart tells you. Some say it like this. Follow your heart. However, this is completely unbiblical. The Bible calls it a lie. It is a lie and also really bad advice. Let's look to this thought why following your heart is a really bad idea. Amen? Amen. Let's look at the heart and let's do a little bit of a literary surgery, if you will. What is the heart? Well, if we look thousands of years ago in the Hebrew and Greek cultures, mostly from whence the Bible comes, uh, the word heart meant something quite different than we might think of today. For the Hebrews, the, the word heart was lebab or leb. And it was kardia in the Greek language. From where we get words like cardiologists, sound familiar? Heart doctors, my God. Together, these words were used over 300 times throughout the Bible. When we say, follow your heart, we are actually suggesting that someone should follow their feelings, their desires, you know, their innate natural desires, and their emotions as their guide. What if I told you, and I saw that you were in trouble, and I could suggest someone who could give really good advice. This person has given advice to many, and I'm sure the person could help you. Wouldn't you want to know some of the credentials of this person? 
And if I went forward to tell you the credentials were that the person was deceitful above all things and beyond cure, and um, that the person was sexually immoral, he was uh, privy to being a thief, a murderer, an adulterer, greedy, malicious person, just deceitful, lewd, lustful, envious, slanderous, arrogant, and just full of folly. Would you want that person to be your guide in your life? You'd probably fire the person before they were even hired, wouldn't you? My God. But this is what we are suggesting when we uh, suggest to people to what follow your heart. My God. God does not want us on the unstable roller coaster of emotions that emanate from the heart. We will remain estranged from his perfect wisdom, which will lead to confusion in our lives, full of misdirection, instability, and dysfunction. All of these negative factors, guess what, come from the heart. So following our heart is not eternally beneficial. It's not even beneficial in a finite way on this earth. <laughs> Let's consider the author of whose book we are using as an outline for most of these messages about the nine lies. One of the nine lies I changed into a different lie, but one that is uh, nonetheless tripping people up. But we are using this one, the f- number five in his book. Michael Pruitt, he has a testimony of following his own heart when he was young. My God, he had to learn a a, a good lesson from it, and he did. And God enabled him to chronicle and to write some good truths for us today. Let's look at his testimony, if you will. And I'm quoting, Probably none of my examples of following my heart into unhealthy relationships are more painful and destructive than this one. He says he was in the sixth grade and for the first time fell in love. He says, I'm not sure I understood what that even meant at the time, although it sure felt like love. To protect the girl's identity, he says he'll call her Bertha. And he goes on to say, obviously, this is not even close to her real name. However, I did grow up way outside the city in an area some people affectionately call the boondocks or the boonies. So it's not at all out of the realm of possibility that her name would be Bertha. And he says, but I digress. He said, it's not her name. I desperately wanted her to be my girlfriend. So I decided to write her a love letter. This is exactly what I wrote. Bertha. Will you go with me? Circle yes or no. Love Shane, the stud muffin Pruitt. And he says, yes, sadly, I put the stud muffin. I, in all my 12-year-old manliness, refer to myself as a stud muffin. Only by some kind of cosmic accident did she circle yes? And voila, we were in love. 
The playground by the monkey bars was our special spot. We were planning our wedding day and naming our future kids. I even attempted to have my first girlfriend uh, and my first kiss all in one day. She consumed my thoughts and consumed my feelings. Every beat of my heart was for her. And guess what? We were a couple for five whole days. <laughs> and in the sixth grade, that is a long-term relationship. <laughs> and then, all of a sudden, one day, Bertha wrote me a note. Shane, comma, I do not want to go with you any longer. We are breaking up, Bertha. P.S. You are not a stud muffin. <laughs> and that was it. It was over. All over. I was devastated, he says. My heart was broken. And my feelings were shattered. As embarrassing as it is to admit now, I believe my life was over at 12 years old. My sixth grade career was completely over. I thought I shall never love again. You probably was singing that song, I'll never fall in love again. What do you get when you fall in love? My mother used to like her. That's, what's that singing? The young Warwick. Yeah. <laughs> la la la, I'll never fall in love again. My God, my God. Now this young man goes on to write, I will never follow my heart again. I felt that way for three whole class periods. <laughs> Until a seventh grade girl asked me to be her boyfriend. Then I said, I'm back, baby. And all the woman. This was uh, innocent and fun at the time, but it was also where it all began. A constant cycle of following my heart into relationship after relationship after relationship. My feelings led me to believe that each new relationship was the one. Even worse, I believed I always had to be with someone. If I wasn't in a relationship, I wasn't complete. All throughout junior high, this was the case. It continued into high school. But in my sophomore year, I upped the stakes. Sex entered the picture. For the rest of high school and into college, until I was 21, I bounced from relationship to relationship while giving myself away to any girl who would let me. It was ugly. Honestly, I didn't care about the relationships any longer. I just wanted to feel good, feel like a man. I was a slave to my feelings and I used girls to get the feelings that I desired. Then when I got bored, my heart would lead me 
to the next girl. My heart led me to believe I needed someone else to make me complete, even if it was only for a few minutes. My God. And Luther Vandross's song, If Only For One Night. No, we don't need just one night. One night only. We don't need all that. My God. Look what the author said. My heart made me feel that love was found in the back seat of a car. Little did I know at the time that I was losing pieces of my heart all over central Texas. Eventually, things changed. But it wasn't until I stopped following my heart and began to follow Jesus. Yes, yes, Hallelujah. Yes. He showed me that he is the only one who can make me complete. Thank God I began following him because he led me right to a green-eyed girl named Cassie who one day said yes when I asked her to marry me. Amen. Hallelujah. What a testimony. Now, church, why are our hearts in that kind of condition? Somebody say, why, Pastor? Why, Pastor? Well, we are born with the need of a spiritual heart transplant. You heard of cardi, right? Cardiologist comes from that word. Um, the decision of our most ancient parents to become failures of true worship as chronicled in the creative narrative of the Bible, is our prime historic evidence. Man is God's most special creation, which was formed from the clay of the earth. Everything else was called into being. Think about it. Let there be, let there be, let, let, let there be. But when it was man's turn, God set the stage for him so he could have somewhere this. You know, eat, sleep, and play, and work, whatever. God uh, then said, I'm going to make man, right? Man was formed by God's hand, right? And man received God's breath from God's mouth. Isn't that something? In a way, God's hands became soiled like a potter when, when, when man was formed from the dust. And later, bloodied in the surgery of forming a companion for Adam. Think about it. We are all some shape and color of dust. Tall dust. Short dust. And all in between dust. Black dust. Brown dust. Yellow, red, all kind of color. Dust, y'all. With the same kind of living soul and spirit. You can think what you want about animals, but... Animals do not have what the Bible calls living souls. That means souls and spirits as men do. God didn't breathe into them. Man is a soul and spirit in an earthly suit of clay. We uh, were created to worship God more highly than all of his creations. But we chose otherwise in rebellion. Of course, how we were deceived by Satan himself. The forbidden tree in the garden was a point of trust and obedience. 
We were supposed to trust God and obey him. A form of worship. Amen. The basis for worship. That tree was their point of worship. We're going to trust God and we're going to obey God. And hallelujah anyhow should have been their response. Amen. However, the enemy deceived our most ancient parents with doubt and selfish piety. You shall be as God. They took it hook, line, and stinker. <laughs> Supposed to be sinker, but I call it stinker. Amen. Because sin is a stench in God's nostrils. We simply cannot function properly outside of the mind, outside of the heart of our Creator. Think about it. Think back to Genesis 1. God's name. We may have missed it. God's name is Elohim, the Almighty Creator, as revealed to Moses. Because Moses wrote the Pentateuch, right? However, in Genesis 2, at the creation of man, God is revealed not just as Elohim, but Jehovah Elohim, the friend and counselor of man. Check that out. Sometimes we skip, I guess we skip past it a lot, don't we? That name reveals both God's omnipotence and relational attributes that he revealed to us who are his highest creation, mankind. He formed us in his image, y'all. Mm -hmm. Guess what? The planets, the elements, plants, all animals, all of that is not formed in his image. We were created to be spiritual beings. Sin is a forfeiture of that creatorial consecration, if you will. That's what I'm calling it. Because we were set apart for a special purpose. But we said, I'd rather not. So, now we are all born in a spiritual, stillborn state. Unless we are going to experience being born again, being regenerated, being transformed by the renewing of our minds and hearts, then we will no longer be stillborn. Amen. We're born in shape and iniquity and in sin that our mothers conceive us. We're born and when the doctor really hits us, it's welcome to death row. And some of us are seemingly enjoying that ride. But I don't know about you, when the Lord tapped me on the shoulder and showed me the real truth, I said, you know what, this is no brainer. I'm going to say yes to the Lord. Amen. Forget about my little feelings and all of that. Thank God. I'm going with the Lord. Amen. Amen. You, 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 you can have all this world, but what? Give me Jesus. Hallelujah. You can gain the whole world and lose your soul and spirit. My God, there's two ways to live after this life. You can live in eternal damnation, separated from God, or you can have eternal life. Which do you want? God lets us choose. That's the loving God we serve. Does not want robots. He's not going to clock us across the head, bend our uh, arm behind our back, and make us come. Kick us where he split us and make us come. No. He helps us to know the truth. Sobers us up so we can make a sober decision. Which is why he chronicles those warnings echoing in the New Testament. You know, that the, the devil is as a roaring lion. What? Seeking whom made it vile. He want, God wants us to be sober, be vigilant because of that reason. Amen? Mm -hmm. 
Be of the right mind. Have a stable mind, not a double mind. My God, not a mind doped up by all the uh, false joys that we could get from this finite life. My God, God wants us to have eternal joy. Unspeakable, we can't even measure it. Full of glory. That's what we need. The stillborn heart cannot be trusted. We need a brand new heart. Amen. Ezekiel 36, 26 says, I will what give you a new heart and put a new spirit in you. I will remove from you your heart of stone and give you a heart of flesh. Hallelujah. That's what God wants to do. Then we go on down to the prophet Jeremiah, who had a good vision of the potter's house. Amen. Where he says in Jeremiah 24, 7, I will give them a heart to know me. God's trying to form it. That I am the Lord. All capital letters. Amen. Jehovah Elohim. When you see all them caps like that. He's trying to have a right relationship with us. You know, Jehovah is over 6,000 some odd times or more throughout the Bible, my God. Why? Because God's got to be who he has to be. He told Moses, just tell him, I am that I am. I am what I got to be to get to you guys. My God, some of you need a little of this. Some of you need a little of that. Some of you need a gallon of this. Others need a little teaspoon of this or that. But I'm going to be what I have to be to get to you. Working my way back to you, hallelujah, with an eternal love inside. I got to change the lyrics of the secular humanist song, amen. <laughs> Jeremiah goes on to say, they will be my people, God is saying, and I will what? be their God, for they will return to me with all their heart. Does God want a fake heart? Does God want a piece of us? No, he wants the whole thing. Like old blue, I say, take all of me, my God. But he was singing to a girl. But I'm going to sing it to the Lord. <laughs> take all of me. Amen. Thank God. You know what? We need to follow the great first heart surgeon. What's his name? Jesus Christ. Amen. Jesus Christ, the righteous savior. We need to stop the lie of following our heart dead in its death leading tracks. Don't follow your heart. Follow who? Jesus. Hallelujah. You know, a broken relationship with God is a God-sized problem that only a God-sized man can fix. And that man is who? Jesus. Hallelujah. From incarnation, amen, Jesus was birthed. And he had an earthly ministry. From there, he went on until... He experienced an illegal arrest and trial. From then on, kept going until he experienced a brutal and then fatal, unfounded punishment. Didn't deserve it. And went on to be buried. But that wasn't the end of the story. He did what he had to do in the temple in heaven. My God, oh, I could just see him putting the shed blood on an eternal altar. From henceforth, amen, I'm going to cover your sin. You don't have to kill another animal. I have, amen, died for all, amen. But there's an agreement attached to that. You got to be born again. And if you're born again, you got to accept his covenant. 
People think, oh, I don't got to do nothing else. There's no repentance. Yeah, uh, repentance is the door that opens for you to get to that covenant. Amen. You got to get into the door of that covenant. The door will open when you repent. Repent means turn from your what? Wicked ways. I don't want to do that anymore. I want to follow God. All to Jesus I surrender. All to him I freely give. I will ever love and trust him. In his presence daily live. I surrender all. Hallelujah. You got to give it all to him. All. All. Hallelujah. Not a little bit. But all. Hallelujah. God did it all for us. Yes, very, but he rose. Guess what? After he did what he had to do in heaven, came back and resurrected. Got back in that decrepit body with full, full of holes and scrapes and everything and rose it up. Amen. Showed all who he needed to show. Some needed to touch because they didn't believe. Amen. Thank God. Let me touch the hole. Wait, move the bandage. It's a scab still there. I want to touch you. Amen. I don't believe lest I touch it. My God. Blessed are those who have not seen Jesus and touched his body, but what yet? Believe. Hallelujah. Jesus did all of that. And he had hundreds and hundreds of witnesses. My God. Preached on a couple of more hills before he left one hill in ascension to God the Father forever. But he said, I'm leaving you the Holy Spirit. Amen. Mm -hmm. See, it is Jesus who we need to trust. It is Jesus to whom we must give our broken hearts so he can fix them. It is Jesus to whom we must give our, amen, our rebellious hearts so he can restore us unto the eternal standard. We need to follow God's living word. What's his name? Jesus. God's word and uh, the Holy Spirit have been given to us as gracious gifts of God for our salvation. He enables us to fight the good, holy fight of faith against our mortal bodies that cannot be regenerated. Some of us live as though our bodies can be regenerated. We use our bodies. We bend our knees. See, we're telling our body what to do. Amen. The body must submit, therefore, to God. Resist the devil and he will flee. God says flee fornication. It means keep your pants zipped up. Amen. And keep your you-know-what in your pocket. That's what my father told me. Amen. You got to make your body subject. Amen. That's right. Don't let that, amen, be your brain power. Amen. God said use what's between your ears, not your legs. Hallelujah. Anyhow. On this weekend of St. Valentine's Day. My God. Hallelujah, God. There's a whole lot of stupid cupids out there. And they need Jesus. Hallelujah. (laughs) Thank God. Hallelujah. (laughs) My God, my God. Jesus wants us to, amen, have the Holy Ghost in our bodies. Go past the soul and be the center So it's the Holy Ghost coming in there to revive, to regenerate our dead spirit. Still born, remember. The Holy Ghost comes in and says, clear! Wakes us up. Amen. And then the soul, my God, is is now going to have a new order. Amen. You're not the order center. The spirit, through the Holy Ghost, 
is giving me the orders now. Amen. Not you, soul. The soul is your emotions. My God, your will, your intellect, all of that, your ambitions, all of that. You don't let that, which is your heart. Amen. You don't let that be the boss. God has to be the boss. Self-control hmm, is cool to a point, to hardly any point. You need to be spirit controlled by the Holy Spirit. Amen. Then this P.S. I love you day and week and month, whatever, will mean more because the one who is love will come in and transform the hearts of these little kids. And then we won't have the most recorded fights and arguments of the year, which happens on P.S. I love you week. <laughs> Hallelujah. Anyhow, I know because I'm right in there refereeing all the fights. My God, my God, and uh, not even past seven and a half, eight years old yet. My God, my God. But God wants us to be spirit controlled. God's word has to come in. The Holy Ghost is the revealer of the truth from God's word. That's what we need. We need to follow God's living word, Jesus. He comes in, makes things new. We don't have to be uh, now, you know, submitted to our emotions, submitted to our gut feelings, our desires, because all of that tends to and is affected by sin. All of that affected by sin. Your, your body and your soul is affected by sin. God came to what? Save your soul. But he came to regenerate your spirit. Amen. Thank God. The flesh is very weak. But guess what? The spirit is, is willing, isn't it? It will do what, it, what, what the Holy Ghost has commissioned for it to do. Amen. The body will catch up, but you got to help it catch up. Sometimes you got to fast. Turn your plate down. My God. This is more than those dietary intermittent fasts. I'm talking about being led by the Holy Spirit into a fast. My God. When you're led by the Spirit... You can barely notice, my God. And you're not counting the time of when you didn't eat. Yes. Or counting the time of when you can, can eat. My God, and a mint will not become a meal. <laughs> I'm speaking from experience. The young Christian learning how to fast, my God. And I was working in the bank, so I wanted my breath to be of certain caliber. When I say, can I help you? <laughs> I didn't want the customers falling out. My God, why is everybody falling out at Anthony's station? My God. <laughs> so I had to put a little mint in my mouth. My God. But the mint became two mints. Three mints. Four. Chewing. Felt like chicken and rice and gravy. And then the Holy Ghost said, you finish your meal? I said, oh my God. I said, I need to go to the men's room. All right, go ahead. Hurry back. I said, yeah, I got to go pray. Oh Lord, I'm sorry. You know. Make me right, I'm so sorry, Lord. I'm over there making a meal out of the mint. My God. <laughs> Jesus said, I will reinitiate the fast. Go on ahead, son. Go and, 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 and stop making mints out of meals. Go and sin no more. <laughs> Stuff you need to tell the younger people. Sometimes us older people, we forget our little struggles and make it look so, you know, 
It's hard to do what we do, amen? And the young people say, I can't attain to that. I can't do that. You need to tell them about your struggles along the way. Yeah. And you need to tell the young people about the struggles you are yet having. Yeah, Stop acting like you, Jesus. Yeah. Hallelujah. That's why I said the altar don't need to be in the pulpit. Put the altar down there and let the preacher come down out of the pulpit and lay before the altar. Hallelujah. Thank God I'm tired of these men and women of God acting like they so perfect. My God, tell the truth. Hallelujah. Let the young people know there's a chance for them. Amen. They got to trust Jesus just like we are yet trusting Jesus. As a matter of fact, the all I get, the more I need Jesus. I had more sex traps when I put my ring on. Amen. And got married. Then before the ring. It's like the glimmering light shining from the ring. Let the women know. Ah, he's doable. My God, I want to do him. My God. No, you ain't going to do this. Amen. No, no, no. And some of us say, ah, it's a challenge and I can beat the challenge. My God, my God. But they're not going to get through. Amen. Uh, my, my mother-in-law. No, they ain't going to get through my mother. No, no, no. Amen. My mother-in-law will say, I'm going to be an outlaw right now. Amen. Amen. That's you got to right. get through me. Yes, sir. Bring it. And my mother, forget that. Oh, yeller. She'll come in here. Get away from my son. Hallelujah. Anyhow. Thank God. Thank God. You're not going to get through Sienna. Sienna cut you down. Hallelujah. <laughs> and my son don't want me, amen, partying till it hurt and chasing every skirt. He want a holy father. Amen. Yeah. A good father. Father he can look up to. My God. Not everywhere I lay my hat is my home. Who's here? Yeah. I want to be a good father. Right. Amen. amen. I'm a one woman man. Yes. A job having man. Hallelujah. <laughs> HIV negative, cash flow positive. Hey, hallelujah. Anyhow. Thank God. Thank God. Thank God. That's what I want to be. Hallelujah. We got to fight our gut feelings. Don't live by that. Thank God. So our flesh needs to stay under subjection. Don't trust your flesh. Everybody got the flesh. We have not, amen, been saved from the presence of sin. Preachers got flesh. Prophets got flesh. Hallelujah. Prophetesses got flesh. Deacons and deaconesses got flesh. Oh, there's a lot of flesh up in the choir. My God. When they remove the robe, you see it. Wobbling and moving and shaking. Thank God the praise leaders got jello all up there. Just moving the flesh. Thank God. And the saints of God don't have to walk that far. They say amen. They're right in the club. My God, shaking all kind of flesh. My God, shaking a pelvis like Elvis and going for it. They leave from Hallelujah Street to Boogaloo Boulevard in a breath. My God. But God is saying, don't let your gut feelings be your boss. My God. I know I, I like that song. I feel like giving God the glory. But sometimes it's not about feelings, baby. My best breakthrough was when I didn't feel like giving God the glory. I gave him a dry praise. Hallelujah. Thank you, God. Thank you. But God came in there, picked me up, turned me around, placed my feet on solid ground. 
I'm not always on top of the mountain. A lot of times I'm trying to find how to get up from this valley. Amen. Most of my life, my God. And if it wasn't so, I wouldn't need Jesus. He's the living of the valley. Hallelujah. My bright and morning star in the darkest time of my life. Hallelujah. Thank you. Bless you. Bless your name, Lord. I'm not going to trust my flesh. One day we will all be free from the presence of sin, but we're not there yet. But for now, we can't believe in our heart. We got to direct our heart. We got to train our heart. We got to keep our heart, our heart under subjection. Direct your heart to believe and trust in God. Put it under wraps. Amen. We got to do like we did our kids. We trained them when they were young. Bathing them and wiping them. We said, if somebody try to come and touch you, you say, you no touch. You no touch. They were little, they could hardly talk. You no touch. We got to tell the devil that, amen? And when it comes to the Holy Ghost being in us, he wants to, amen, have good accommodations because our body is his temple. And he's going to give us when to say, you know, touch, you know, taste, you know, handle. Amen. Amen. He's going to tell us when that is. But we got to listen to him. Taste not, touch not, handle not. It come, there comes a time when we go, we're going to have those things. Mm-hmm. We have to choose the right way. Yeah. We got to direct ourselves yes. using Jesus's words from John 14. 1. And they are yet uh, comforting and relevant unto us. Who choose to be his modern day disciples. Do not let your hearts. What be troubled. You believe in God. Believe also. In me. Hallelujah. So saints. Before we close. Remember. When you hear anyone telling you. Follow your heart. Remember God's living truth. The content of the heart. Is not praiseworthy. It cannot be what. Trust it. We need to take a trip up the holy hill of God. A little less Boogaloo Boulevard and a little more holy hill of the Lord. And to the holy of holies. Some haven't reached the holy of holies. That's why Boogaloo Boulevard is pulling them right back. And they're doing a moonwalk backwards. But we need to keep going up the holy hill till we get to where Jesus will make our sin-ruined hearts of stony rebellion into virtuous, praiseworthy hearts of obedient worship unto the Heavenly Father. We can experience the joy of the Lord, which is the victory of depending on the gracious power of the Holy Spirit to keep us from falling. He wants to present us faultless. My God. So let's follow the Holy Spirit like Jesus showed us. Let's stay prayerful in God's word like Jesus showed us. Get alone with God and worship him with spiritual singing and the beauty of holiness in Jesus' name. Just the way he wants us to. And when you go out into the world to be about your heavenly father's business, I hope. Oh, uh, and, and me too. Amen. We're all included in this. Perhaps we will be enabled by the Holy Spirit to shine for God with his heavenly aroma still on us because we went into the Holy of Holies. My God, we should still smell like 
the Lord. Sometimes, amen, I hug my Lisa and her good perfume get on me. And I'm not with her. I'm driving down the road, going to work or whatever I got to do. And I smell my arm and my proximity of where my chest might press against her sweet head. I say, oh, Lisa's still on me. Hallelujah. I want to be like that when God, amen, yes. is with me in the Holy of Holies. Yes. And he's all up on me. And he's yes. breathing freshly upon me, the breath of, yes. of life. And he, amen, he's correcting my crookedness, amen. Yes. And he's coming in the dark places and little closets I got hid in my soul. And he yes. said, open that door. Hallelujah. Me in and all the skeletons and yeah. bats start flying out and yeah. all the little roaches hiding in the dark. He said, Please up this place. Yeah. Hallelujah. Yeah. This is a day the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. I will not hypocrite in it. Hallelujah. I will not slip and slide in it. Thank God. I will do what thus saith the Lord in it. Let the aroma of heaven stay on you. Others are going to taste and see that the Lord is good. It's your eternal right. It's your eternal privilege. It's your eternal honor to follow Jesus. Amen. Amen. So let's bless the name of the Lord together. Those who wish to follow Jesus better than you did moments ago. Hallelujah. Better than you did this morning. Better than you did. Oh my God. Before the dawning of this day. I want to for the rest of my life. Follow Jesus. Oh God. Help us. Help us. Help us. Strengthen us. Hallelujah. We know you're able. Come Jesus and strengthen your people. Encourage your people. Hallelujah God. Sober us up until we get the mind of Christ and know from where our help comes. Know from where our spiritual meal comes. So we can be fortified by him. We can be fed by him. Jesus said, amen. Go into the word. Dive into the word. Immerse yourself in the word. Soak in it. My God. Marinate in the word. Meditate upon the word. Be familiar with this Bible that you're supposed to be living by. My God. Go through the pages until in the Holy Ghost the pages start going through you. And the Bible may, amen, have a way in to, to help you become the eternal you God intended for you to be from eternity past. Even so, come, Lord Jesus. Find us, oh God, yet on your potter's wheel. Do a work on me. Help me, oh God, to make it in. Be ready when you come back. I want to be ready. Hallelujah. Bless the name of the Lord.
you, Lord. We want to do a word for you. We thank you, Lord, in Jesus' matchless name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, God. We of the realm of Agape Christian Church pray that the Holy Word of God has richly blessed your soul. To send prayer requests, use the contacts page of our website, www.roagape.org. We need your continued prayers and financial support to maintain this ministry. You can also find a secure means of donating on our website. God bless you. Thank you.